Hi folks, Matt Peters here. This is Cast Today for June 9th. That's right, episode number 9. My guest today is the one and only Tanya DePass. I always love talking to Tanya, but this time we decided to turn on the mic so you guys could hear it too. Last year, you were introduced to Tanya on the 13th episode of Cast Today. Go back and check that out if you haven't because she said a lot of great stuff in there. And it just really introduced you to the I Need Diverse Games movement. Today's conversation is more of a follow-up to that original conversation that we had almost a year ago. Actually, exactly a year ago. So go back and listen to that. Come back here, listen to today's episode, and make sure to check out the show notes for all the links of how you can keep up with Tanya's latest adventures and how you can help her keep the I Need Diverse Games movement going. There are many imitators, but there is only one Tanya to pass. So folks, you may have also noticed that the Kofi account is up and running. I've decided to call it Kofi because it reminds me of Kofi Kingston. He is an amazing performer, but I digress. Thank you to the folks that have chipped in and gotten me coffee. You're the reason why I'm cognizant right now. And let's keep the party going. For those of you that haven't rated on iTunes yet, make sure to stop by there and do that. It only takes five ratings for those ratings to start showing up. And I can't wait to see what you guys think. So get in there. All right. Without further ado, the one, the only, Tanya DePass. Yeah, we have the same mic. I should ask you for tips every now and then. Cause... You know, there there are drivers for the Blue Yeti Pro. I did not know that. Yes, there hmm. there is actually a driver suite for Blue Yeti Pro, not for the Blue Yeti. Hmm. Um, so find the drivers. And I usually leave mine on, what is it? The second, I can't tell because it's on a boom arm. But it's like basically the one looks like a figure eight. Where it's like it's got the the wave, it's not the circle. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the right word, but yeah. Me neither, and that's always the case. When you can't think of it, and you ask somebody else, they can never think of it either. It but seems we to both, see how it works. But we both know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you know, anyone who's listening would not know what we're talking about, probably. <laughs> eh, that's fine. That's well, on them. Theater of the mind. So Tanya, you um, you're back from Australia. Yeah, I'm back from Australia. Nothing, no poisonous creatures attacked me. (laughs) (laughs) None that you saw. (laughs) Look, I stayed in the city. I didn't go in the outback. Uh, If anything looked bigger than like my thumb, I just went the other way. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good rule of thumb right there. Yeah, that's a literal rule of thumb. I like it. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So, you know, I was um, I was listening to the show that we did last year. And Mm -hmm. it's so funny because back then uh, we were still kind of new and I was just interviewing you all professionally like and everything (laughs) like that. (laughs) It's like I've talked to you so much since then. It's like I'm just catching up with an old friend. So Mm -hmm. I I think the audience would appreciate just kind of catching up with you a little bit from last year, too. So last year we talked a lot about, um, in particular, uh, LGBTQ plus representation and mm-hmm. the games that are doing it right and that sort of thing. Um, of course, you you lauded uh, Bioware, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, uh, the stuff that you stream regularly. And uh, I was just wondering, like, has anything else like entered the fray that lives up to that level of inclusion? Oh, definitely. Um, Masquerada um, of Song and Shadow is a beautiful, beautiful visual novel. That is done by a Korean studio, and they intentionally 
have an LGBT plotline, an LGBT character, hmm. which is dangerous based on where the studio's at. But it is intended to make people think about the fact that, you know, just because someone is gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever part of the alphabet soup you are, does not mean that they're not just a regular person. Um, it, it is a slight spoiler, but for those um, listening, it's not your main character that is LGBT, but a main part of your party. Hmm. And you have a connection to this character, and there's a lot of discussion, and there's a lot of things wrapped up in him dealing with his place in society based on how they treat you if you are found out to be queer. And it is an amazing game. It, you know, parts of it made me cry when I streamed it. And um, it, it's really, really well done. It's just beautiful. The music's amazing. So if you can get Masquerada, please go get it. Um, I'll, I'll give you a link to the Steam store for that, Matt. Yeah, please do. Um, it's it's not, well, and I'm just asking because it, it might be good for digital dumpster diving, but it's not free to play, is it? <laughs> It is not, but you know okay. it's very reasonably priced. And the dev, I did talk to the devs a lot, and they want people to play the game and get the message. It wasn't so much about, oh, we're going to make a million dollars with this. It was like, no, this is, has an important message, and we want people to play it. It's funny, like sometimes it does take charging for something for folks to take it seriously. It's kind of like how a lot of like free to play mobile games don't get that much focus, but the ones that charge you like a buck or two. All of a sudden, those are the ones that are being uh, discussed all the time, like Monument Valley and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. there's, there's some good free-to-play games. It's just it, it feels like a trap every time. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the free-to-play is never really free-to-play. There's always, you know, your your microtransactions and little things. Like, you know, if you really want to get the most out of this game, you'll you'll spend this $5 here, $5 there. And then you look up and you spent 25 bucks on this supposedly free game. Oh, yeah. I think we've all been there at least once. You know, it's yeah. Like, oh, just buy this this value pack. It's on sale. Look at it. It's just you know, uh huh. It's just twenty five dollars. It's usually fifty. I need it. <laughs> yeah. Or or me and bits and and Twitch where it's like, oh, there's a special. I can get way more bits for money. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I spent way too much on this. I'm, let me just slow down. <laughs> well, um, we kind of started to go down this path a little bit earlier, and I want mm-hmm. to ask your opinion about it now. You've been on a lot of panels. You've been to a lot of different conventions uh, between mm-hmm. last year and this year. And, uh, I mean, the whole Australia thing is just phenomenal. And, you know, I'm not trying to, like, you know, <laughs> just kind of, like, you know, super boost you up here and everything like that, <laughs> even though it's well-deserved. Um, like, how do you how do you even begin to foster that relationship with these conventions to be a speaker? Um, with most conventions, um, aside from the ones I'm, I'm specifically invited to, mm-hmm. I just submit panels. Um, people think there's this great mystery to being on panels at conventions. It's literally go to the page and submit something. And if you've never done it before, have someone look over it with you. Put a call out on Twitter. If you don't think you know anyone who can talk about this, you'll be real surprised how many different people will be like, oh, I know about that. Or, yes, I'll be on a panel about that. Um and the places where I've been invited, um, it's it's been several years of work. It yeah. has been, you know, the podcast. It has been, you know, ha- building a social media profile, uh, you know, literally from the ground up in my case, because I was that person who every year would have to remember what my uh, Twitter password was when I'd go to my, my one convention I always went to, which was local, mm-hmm. so I could tweet some panels. Um, 
it's being aware of your presence once you've built it and being very aware of what you say and what you do and not in the tone police way, not in a go be fake online way, mm-hmm. but in a, if, you know, if your Twitter presence, for instance, is just buy my book, buy my game, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm calling myself, you know, this expert, this guru, at least for me, I'm going to think you're spam and I'm going to block you. Or, you know, being genuine and being an actual person online. And you can talk about your craft, talk about the book you're doing, but if if that's all you talk about, you look like a marketing machine. Um, and, you know, I talk about things that are important to me. I talk about things... Where, you know, if there's something going on in the world, if there's some news thing, or even it's just a personal thing where it's like, this is bugging me. I need to get this out. And then you find out there are other people who are thinking the same thing. There are other people who are like, I've struggled with this too. And it engenders those conversations, you know, and you you also have the not so nice parts of it where people decide that, you know, you wrote a thing online that they didn't like. So, you know, therefore you are the scum of the earth. And for them, you know, they can get a block and a fuck you and I go about my day. And see, that's the part that kind of like confuses me most times because anybody that follows you on Twitter at Cypher mm-hmm. Tier, they know that you have a way of making people feel comfortable and feeling welcome and just engage them in, in conversation, you know, reasonably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if somebody, for the most part. Yes. If somebody's coming at you antagonistically, you're going to react as if they're coming at you that way. Exactly. Yes. But if someone comes to you, it's like, hey, look, you know, I want to discuss this with you. You know, I didn't quite understand this. Would you mind fleshing this out? You know, I've I've had conversations with you like that in the past. And it's it's very beneficial to me. I can't imagine why somebody else wouldn't want to sit under the learning tree for a moment and just absorb that experience that you have. Well, you know what, and and this is something that has come up quite often recently, is that there are some people I've encountered who just don't want to learn. Yeah, they don't want to listen. You know the old phrase, you can you can take a horse to water, because um, you can be as calm, as nurturing, as patient as as can be, and if somebody's not going to listen, they're not going to listen. Um, and and that's hard because sometimes when you try to have the conversation, you're giving the benefit of the doubt. You're doing the emotional labor of, of trying to kind of parse this out and go, okay, you're clearly not getting X. Let me break down X into four individual sticks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put those sticks back together in the shape of X, and maybe you'll get it. And then they somehow come up with an H out of X. And then you're like, I, I just spent all this time, and you just didn't listen to a word I said. Um, and that's the hard part, especially once you become a known quantity. Yes. Because um, I freely admit, and, and I'm stealing this from Mickey Kendall, Carnethia, I call myself an affable asshole on occasion. <laughs> because like there it. are days, <laughs> I love it. And, <laughs> and you know, it's hard because you want to go out there, you want to be yourself, you want to have genuine conversations. And a lot of times, you know, as, as my profile grows, which sounds very strange to say out loud, um... There are people that will argue just for the sake of arguing. There are people, like, I could say the sky is blue, and it is literally blue, and they'll go, no, it's pink. Right. And list 20 reasons why it's actually pink. And I'm like, um, have you looked outside? But, you know, that that's me just being argumentative and aggressive or making up things. Oh, of course it is. And, and sarcastically. I just did right there. 
You know, I oh my sarcasm <laughs> is strong, friend. It is strong. It's one reason I love you. But <laughs> you know, I liken a lot of things um, that have nothing to do with wrestling with wrestling. Like in um, in the Japanese wrestling scene, uh, a lot of the amateurs start out as what are called young boys, and mm-hmm. they have to earn their way up by carrying the luggage for the more prestigious wrestlers they have to basically help the older guys take their boots off because they have like all those laces and everything like that and they may be just a little creaky because they've been wrestling their whole lives but the whole point of that is to teach humility and you notice when the wrestlers come from japan they've they've done time in japan uh whether on tour or just taking a residence there and they come back to the states these are the guys that tend to do a little bit better because they grasp just how low you can start putting the ring together, making sure mm-hmm. the apron fits right, everything like that. There's no small job. There's no job too small that anyone should feel better than. But you have to put in that work. You have to put in that work mm-hmm. to build yourself up so you know that when you ask somebody to do that for you, that there's a, a price that goes with that. You remember how it feels to do that. So I feel you value the people who are under you a little bit more if you've been in their shoes. Oh, definitely. And um, what's funny is um, I'm actually going to give a talk at AlterConf Chicago about that to a degree of, you know, the myth of the overnight success. Mm-hmm. But with that, there there's the other side of it that, that I see a lot, you know, because I, I stream on Twitch, I do lots of other stuff. And I always see people that are like, well, how come you get to invite you get invited to conferences? How come you're on these panels at PAX? Or what you know, like what are you doing that makes you so important when it's like I'm just out here trying to like figure out if I can afford to go to these conferences if I'm not in, an invited guest. But there's the hard part of of seeing people who don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work. They see someone at whatever level, like be it you know, an invited guest somewhere on a bunch of panels and they, they don't, they want to go from O to 100, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't want to like work their way up to it. They don't want to start at 10, 20, 50, whatever. They just want to, they just want to hit the gas and wind up at a hundred. And the other part of that is I see people getting gassed up by their friends. And, and I say friends in quotes, even though y'all can't see me. Um, <laughs> Cause a real friend is going to go, um, you know, that you, you kind of need to slow your roll and actually think about what you're doing and put in the work and show up. When you got friends that are that are again in quotes mm-hmm. that are just telling you, oh, you're so great, and, and you know this is awesome, and what you're doing is so great. When you're putting out a less than quality product, that doesn't help you. It sets you up to fail. Right, right. I mean, this is basically exactly what I said uh, when I was speaking to Susan Walker the other day. Just you need that acidic friend who is mm-hmm. not afraid to tell you, hey man, that haircut looks stupid, something like that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, or or someone will look at your resume and go, mm, no, if I got this, I wouldn't even call you for a phone interview. Or, I mean, and I, I'm no, luckily I got friends like that, but a lot of people aren't willing to do that because we're we are trained to go. If you're a friend, you're supportive. If you're a friend, you do X, Y, and Z, and you you it's tearing someone down to tell them the truth. Mm. You know what? If I didn't have friends that told me the truth, I would not be here. <laughs> Because it's important. You need you need at least one person in your life that's going to go, you know what? I love you, but this 
article, this podcast, this this job you're talking about, it, you know, it might not be the right move. And not because they want to stop you or because that they're jealous. This is I care about you as a friend. And I'm going to think about all the stuff that's going to happen if you take this job or you publish this piece or you like take this assignment that pays a couple hundred bucks. But, you know, is it worth the harassment you might get or is it worth the kind of getting branded as someone who, who turns out think pieces versus thoughtful articles? Right. Right. Those are those are important friends to have. Definitely. So all that being said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope you didn't give away too much of your, your speech at uh, AlterCon tomorrow. Oh, no, not yet. Okay. I got 25 minutes. It is not given away. <laughs> Good, good, because we definitely want people to come and check that out. Since I'm going to be putting this episode out tonight, I can actually invite people out to the thing that you're doing tomorrow. Hence Woo-hoo. the beauty of Cast Today. So, <laughs> awesome. If, if you're listening too late, where else can people find your work? Um, so I'm on Twitter. My personal Twitter is Cypher of Tear, C-Y-P-H-E-R-O-F-T-Y-R. Um, I've also got a site where I put a lot of my writings Um Anything that I've done, any kind of public speaking, I've got up there as well, and that's cypheroftier.com. You can find me on Patreon, because that is how I pay the bills these days, because without Patreon, I would have to go back to an office job, and my nonprofit would die, probably. Um, we don't want that. <laughs> no. no. I, I would like my nonprofit to still be very much alive and helping yes. the community. Yes. Um, and that nonprofit is I Need to First Games, which is a 51c3, so you can find that on Twitter. I need D-I-V-G-M-S and our site is I need diversegames.org and we're also on Patreon that is the main source of our funding which is patreon.com backslash I need D-I-V-G-M-S um, and so find me there our, I'll put links to all that in the show notes definitely <laughs> yeah and I you know I also do a podcast Matt has been a wonderful guest in the past oh thank you you're welcome and that podcast is Fresh Out of Tokens which is freshoutoftokens.simplecast.fm very cool. Very cool. And you're also a fellow board member of the Chicago Nerd Social Club. <laughs> yes. <with> me <laughs> and Mitchie. Yes. We are we are we are the board we are the HBICs of the Chicago Nerd Social Club. <laughs> which if Mitchie hears this, she might send me a text. <laughs> I love you, Mitchie. Yes. Um <laughs> Well I already, but... you already tweeted out about me last night. You put me on Front Street. <laughs> Look, you said I could do it. You said I could do it. That's true. Um, but also, but I'm also on the board of uh, Connor Bust, which helps people of color go to sci-fi cons. So like WizCon, WorldCon, um, what is the con in Minnesota that I'm blanking out on? Convergence and a bunch of other places. So if you are a person of color who's never been to a conference or a convention and Connor Bust says, hey, we can help you either with the pass or maybe a little bit of money, check that out as well. Very cool. We will definitely do that. So, last but not least, mm-hmm. I'm gonna gonna end on kind of an upbeat note here, even though all that <laughs> stuff was uplifting if it was taken in the proper context. E um, three. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um, the Sony presser because I'm interested to see what comes out because most of my non PC gaming is happening there. Um, I I actually did a little inventory the other day and I got way more games on PS4 than I've got on Xbox One. Same here. Um, so I'm interested to see like if we'll get any Street Fighter news since Street Fighter Five has been out for a little bit. Um, I doubt we'll see anything from Namco Bandai because we just got Tekken Seven. Um, 
I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see, but I'm also I'm also a little leery of like Nintendo stuff right now because I feel like everything for the Switch is is playing on nostalgia. Yeah, and and a little gimmicky, over gimmicky. You're falling into that Wii trap again. Yeah, and it's like I actually got rid of my Wii because I got bored with it. So I'm not real excited about Nintendo. I don't even know if they're gonna have a presser at E3 because I know a lot of people have been pulling away from E3. And doing their own thing. So I am excited for EA Play, which is separate now. Mm. Um, because y'all know I'm big EA slash Bioware nerd. Oh, yeah. So so hoping we learn more about Bioware's new IS, IP. Um, or, you know, cross fingers, knock on all the wood. We learn if there's any Dragon Age news coming down the pike. Um, honestly, that's it. I'm really most interested in Sony Presser. Especially if there's any exclusives coming along, but I've also got a huge backlog of games, so I can get excited two years down the road for when I may actually catch up on my backlog. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. I got a stack that's just like staring me in the face right now, but right. hopefully after cast today, I'll be able to tackle that. <laughs> right, because we uh we have some Tekken matches. To, yeah, to catch up you you've been threatening to kick my ass for a while now over several platforms, so <laughs> we need to make that at least happen on one. <laughs> yeah, so so me, you, Aaron Amendola, either Street Fighter or Tekken. Okay, all right. I got to throw D in there too because she is like a, a monster on Injustice right now. She is. Oh, just really? It up. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, we need to have we need to have that fight then. We need to have that fight. I'm telling you, anytime this month that you see that PlayStation 4 on and it's playing Injustice under my screen name, it's not me. Just throw out the challenge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell tell D I'm gonna have to hit her up. I'm gonna have to hit her up. I will let her know. <laughs> All right. All right, Tanya, thank you so much for joining me. I'll let you get to it. And folks, thank you for listening. As always, this is Matt Peters for Tanya the Past saying stay mighty.